You're watching The Sports Objective, the podcast for pirates. This is East Carolina Hall of Famer and Utah Jazz first-round draft pick Blue Edwards. You're listening to Pirate Basketball Overtime on The Sports Objective, your home for the best East Carolina hoops coverage. Welcome into Pirate Basketball Overtime right here on the Sports Objective as the Pirates get a huge win this afternoon in Greenville, South Carolina. I, was, I want to say Greenville, North Carolina so bad, but so far I haven't. Uh, let's bring in from China Grove, Bubba Rosenbaum. How are you, man? Doing great, Dave. And uh, I know uh, Coach Houston was extremely fired up about this win. How about those freaking Pirates? Yes, sir. It was a great afternoon to be a pirate there in the upstate of South Carolina. I'm glad I can make the trip. And, uh, you know, Gabe and I, my parents, I'm having a lot of fun I'm watching the Pirates build a 21 points. He got a little too interesting there down the stretch. Didn't convert our free throws the way we need to. Um, but uh, we were able to do what we need to do. Otherwise, make make some plays down the stretch to to not let it get any closer than two possessions and uh, go on for the 64-56 win over South Carolina. And uh, I have to go back through the record books. I, we haven't played the Gamecocks much. I know this is our first win over South Carolina since we yes, beat them. Brother. We beat them 56-34 to back in uh, the 1998-99 season. Yeah, by the way, Bubba, you would think that uh, Jeff Charles took uh, – the voice was incredible this afternoon. I enjoyed the broadcast. And uh, you would think, as he said, 6-5 and five going into today, that the Gamec- Gamecocks had a one-game edge. Well, guess what? After today, it's even Steven 6-6 six and six for the series, Bubba. Yeah, I, I honestly did not realize that. I, I knew we had um... – beating the Gamecocks at least three or four times, but I, I did not realize it was an even series. That's crazy, but uh, that's – hopefully we're right in the ship when it comes to basketball. Let's bring in Matt Semenza. He's backstage now, and our good buddy on the slopes uh, there. Uh, I guess in Connecticut we'll find out where he went today uh, skiing, so he could not make our show earlier today at Porky's, but uh, great, uh, great thing. He came off the slopes and watched the Pirates win, and let's see if I can bring him in. Hey, what's up, brother? Hey, what's up, guys? What's going on? I was yeah, on the slopes a little bit today in Connecticut. Uh, got a, got a little snow up here, you know, a few days ago. Not the greatest conditions, a little icy, but it's good to get out there. So, wait, wait a minute. You you went skiing and you didn't take us, your bros? Like, you can't take uh, the, the, the listen, fellas? You guys are always welcome. You know, you, you come up here, you take the drive up to Connecticut, it's all good, but... Uh, I, I'll tell you guys, I did sneak off to the lodge and put on uh, ESPN three on my phone to watch the game. And uh, 
a few things I really like. I loved, especially in the first half, how we closed out shots on the perimeter. That we did an outstanding job closing out shots and really, you know, not allowing any easy threes. So I thought that was that was key to kind of getting a, a fast start. And then I really liked how Coach Schwartz gave a little pressure in the backcourt. Um, not I wouldn't really call it a half court trap. I'd call it sort of light pressure around midcourt to kind of speed them up and get them out of their rhythm and take some time off the shot clock, which I thought was also helpful. And and then I tell you, I just it's just fun to see East Carolina shoot the ball like that, guys. Fifty percent from the field. Yeah, and forty-one from three, Matt. How about that? Not I think it was like nine out of twenty-two, um, something like that. And forty-one um, percent for the game. Uh, really. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, Bubba, you're, aren't you proud of me? I can remember at least the three-point stats. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, the game Gamecocks um, actually had eleven more field goal attempts because one of the things that we did struggle with. Um, in addition to our free throw shooting, 11 out of 20 uh, was uh, giving up way too many offensive rebounds, second and third shots for the Gamecocks. Um, they had 15 offensive rebounds out rebounding us overall, 35 to 28. So they had 55 shots as opposed to just our 44, but we knocked down 22 out of 44. As Dave mentioned, nine out of 22 from three, seven out of 13 from three in the first half. So didn't shoot it well in the second half, uh, and but we found a way to do enough to uh, to build that twenty one point lead uh, there early in the second half, and that twenty one point lead, um, you know, got down to about three possessions, uh, down to about a nine or ten point game pretty quickly, and uh, we kind of kept the Gamecocks at arm's length there. Um, getting the six point games, but no closer. And how about the Pirates? We we led wire to wire. That is ne- crazy. never trailed I, in the ball game. That's awesome. I was thinking about that at halftime. That I didn't speak it out loud. I was praying to God that we could do that, and we did. So um, this, this team, though, guys, with looking at those free throws, um, that is not good. That, that was not good tonight or this afternoon that um, we beat them by eight, but we also, what was it, eight that we, we gave up at the line there, eight more points. So um, it, we were fortunate today to pull it out, but also there's games going to be close games that we're going to lose them. Uh, yeah, 11 out of 20 is not acceptable. But uh, anyway, that, that's no surprise there, but th- that was one of the things that, if you're looking at not trying to look at the negative, I'm so happy we won today, but uh, certainly that that bothered me. Well, I'll tell you guys, one thing I really liked and I think is a really good sign is, you know, when you're up 20 or so at half, and you see this all the time in college and in the NBA, you knew South Carolina was going to make a run. You, you know, you knew it was coming. It's inevitable. And they did make their run. But we, I, what I really liked is we were able to take the run and then, and then punch back and, and maintain the lead. And that's a really good sign when you can do that. We didn't lose. I didn't feel like at any point we lost control of the game. Um, so so I think that's a that's a good sign to see. And what's up, Kyle yeah. Barber? Kyle Barber. What's going on, guys? Yeah, it's a nice win today for South Carolina. Probably not as good of a win as it feels like, not to be negative. I don't think that South Carolina team's really that good. They got some talent, though. But it's just good to beat 
a non-conference name brand school from a quote unquote major conference um, like South Carolina. I don't remember really the last time we had a non-conference win against a team from one of the so-called Power Five conferences. When, when was the last time, guys? Um, <clears throat> I'll have to think back. That's a good uh, for a top twenty-five team. Obviously, it was Houston. No, but, I'm just a non-power five. Yeah. Excuse me, a power five a conference team. I can't remember the last. Kyle, time. I'm I'm pretty sure. Now I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure I heard on TV today. They said it was 15 years from for an SEC team. I know for they said SEC. for an SEC team. Yeah, we yeah we we beaten NC State. That was a seven. Um, so it's, it's hard to remember the last time. If anybody in the comment section knows the last time we beat a team from a Power 5 conference, it was probably sometime, I don't know. Yeah, so you, give me a minute. Give me a few to think about it. I I know uh, I'll come up with an answer for us. But, uh, you know, as far as kind of what Matt was saying, didn't we, didn't we, we beat Oregon today. State? Yeah, we, we beat Oregon State in Raleigh. Yeah, what, what, but, that's probably longer than I'm thinking it is. Uh. Oh yeah, that's that was back in the that was back like oh four oh five. That was like Herian, right? Yeah, that was the final oh, year wow. of Bill Herian. But um, as far as the way we defended today, we did um, did an excellent job. Um, held the Gamecocks to thirty eight percent from the floor, twenty five percent from three, and uh, it. G.G. Jackson, the very talented freshman for the Gamecocks from right there in Columbia. Uh, he played 32 minutes in those 32 minutes. You know, we were able to get him in foul trouble um, with about seven and a half, eight minutes to go in the ball game. But uh, we did a nice job on him. 13 points, five rebounds. He came in averaging 17 and a half and, uh, re- and really did a nice job on him. I think the his season low, he had scored in double figures in all 10 games up to today, and obviously that continued. But um, the, his career low had been 11. Uh, so we did uh, about as good a job as anybody has on him. And in the second half, uh, Hayden Brown, uh, in the 6'5", about 235 pounds, was able to give us some trouble on the inside. Uh, the majority of his 15 points did come in the second half. And uh, and then they also had Michi Johnson. He knocked down three three pointers, uh, most of which were well beyond the arc, uh, to to help keep the Gamecocks in it and uh, make a little bit of a run there. But uh, all in all, uh, a very good defensive effort uh, for the Pirates. Uh, looking at East Carolina offensively, um, uh, R.J. Felton. How about R.J. and his return to his home state? And he had probably at least 15 to 20 people there in attendance. Uh, you know, RJ's from Aiken. And in 33 minutes, RJ had 21 points, eight out of 13 from the floor, three out of six from three. Uh, also had three assists. So a heck of a day for RJ. Then you also had Javon Small in double figures with 12 points, six assists, four rebounds in 37 minutes. And those were the only two in double figures for the Pirates. You had, um, Jaden Walker did some nice things, six points, seven rebounds off the bench. Uh, Ezra made all three of his field goal attempts. Um, he had eight points, four rebounds in 22 minutes. Benjamin Baez, great to see him continue to come to life a little bit offensively. 
Uh, he was able to – he knocked down a three, also got fouled on a three, and then went to the line and knocked down two out of the three free throws. Um, so, um, Benjamin Bayela is slowly providing some offense. I think that is, is his season high with nine and 18 minutes. And then uh, Brandon Johnson had six points and five rebounds in a uh, team high 38 minutes. Uh, and then also off the bench, you had uh, Luigi Dubow. Um, he, he had one point in nine minutes. Um, Valentino Pinedo also made a free throw. And, and Caleb LeCount played four minutes but did not score. Guys, and uh, looking at those stats, uh, when I saw uh, Ezra Asar, one of the things that Coach Coach talked about is the fact he didn't want him to, uh, as far as a f- a free throws were concerned, his free throw shooting has been really bad. Um, also, uh, his foul trouble, and that's what's killing him right now. He Look at he had eight points in 22 minutes. The reason he only played 22 minutes is he was in foul trouble. So if we can get him out of foul trouble, that would be uh, – it looks like almost uh, almost four guys there with uh, a double uh, – a double, not a double-double, but double figures, I'm trying to say. Yeah, and as far as Ezra, it almost seemed like – I was a little surprised when I saw he only had six because uh, one of his uh, three field goals – and again, he was three for three um, – Matt, I don't know if you were watching it this time. Dave, I know you were listening. And, uh, Kyle, maybe you were watching. It was in the first half. Excuse me. It was in the second half because it was in front of our bench. He got the ball on the right side of the basket and exploded to the rack. And, I mean, it was a unbelievable dunk. And, uh, you know, got some reaction from the other – from the Furman and uh, Clemson fans and other fans there in attendance. Uh, it, it was a highlight reel play and uh, very impressive for for a freshman and uh, so much upside for Ezra. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I, I watched the first half, listened to the second half, I was on the road. But uh, Bubba, how was um, obviously a handful of Pirates there, but you mentioned the Clemson fans and the Furman fans because, you know, they, they both had games in this, uh, not tournament, but, but showcase as it is. So I'm, I'm assuming all the Clemson and Furman fans were, were, were cheering for the Pirates. Yeah, we actually, um, after the game, when my parents and I, we were, again, um, you know, for folks who didn't tune into our show earlier, Gabe Mikulis lives in Charlotte now. Of course, Gabe played for the Pirates under Bill Heron back in from 2000 to 2004. And uh, as you see there on the screen for our viewers, Gabe was able to attend – with me today, and uh, it's nice to see him get to meet Coach Schwartz, and they had a nice conversation. Um, Coach Schwartz talking about how he really loves the international flavor and um, the guys from a fundamental standpoint and some of the things they bring to the table that uh, that are really drilled into them um, in their respective countries. And uh, it was nice to see see you know a former player get to have that interaction with coach Schwartz and, um, and coach Schwartz on what he told Gabe right after he had just finished his post-game interview with Jeff Charles and Michael Perry on the network. He's just saying, we got to find the, I mean, got to, to put, put the way and uh, knock down our free throws and do the things we need to do to not allow him to get so interested.
Dave, you're on mute. Sorry, I was saying uh, 11 out of 20 is unacceptable, and I said that earlier, but uh, eight leaving eight free throws at the line, eight, eight points, I should say, at the line is way too many, and um, that's going to bite us, especially conference play is coming up, guys. Uh, end of the month, we, we've got to find a way to to correct that, and it's just a matter of that's a fundamental of the game, and you get, if you have to shoot 1,000 free throws a day or whatever you have to do, you got to do it. Yeah, we got yeah, a better got, free throw line. There, there ain't no doubt um, if we're going to be in the American. I think right now we're further along than where we thought we'd be. I think everybody at 9 and 4 we would have taken that at the beginning of the season. Somebody asked, I think we'd like to have to say that South Carolina State game back, be 10 and 3. But I think we're uh, I think we're a little – would you guys agree? Uh, would you say we're likely to hit a schedule? I, I definitely I would. would. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure um, that's something that Coach Schwartz um, probably would not say, um, but that's the thing I love about one of the things I love about um, just like you know we just beaten South Carolina um, by eight today, and you could tell that how much he was bothered by the offensive rebounds that I mentioned, and then also the free throw shooting and some of those things that he knows um, against better teams in conference play will come back to bite us. And uh, just like early in the year where we'd you know, come back from 15 or 20 down and won a game, and, and he was bothered by the fact that we were digging those deep holes. Um, so it, I really I really have been pleasantly surprised thus far. We just honestly did not know what to expect because Ezra Saar and some of these guys uh, that are new to the program – and even the guys that were returning, like a Javon Small, um, we, we didn't know what we were going to get. And we knew what we could get from Brandon Johnson. We didn't know that he was going to be knocking down 24 and 25 footers the way he is uh, right. fair, with fairly regularly uh, base or on a fairly, fairly regular basis. But uh, there was just so many unknowns that I would have never thought. I, I thought we would be pretty good defensively, which – which we have been a decent amount of the time, but I, I never would have thought we had been scoring at 75 a game or whatever it is we're scoring. Well, small yeah, guys, I mean, I mean – Oh, go ahead, Kyle. Yeah, I, I think I got a little delay here on my go ahead, Matt. road. But can you all hear me? Yeah. Yeah, right. I think we just yes. have some lag on your end. Cause yeah, I, yeah, Kyle. Earlier, go ahead, Kyle. I, I'm out in the sticks in Jones County, guys, in between Jones and North County line trying, trying to – Make it home to beautiful Green County, um, but I, uh, I, I, I was going to say I don't even remember what I was going to say. I lost my train of thought after all the rambling, but um, yeah, guys, go ahead because I've totally lost wherever I was going. So, yeah, we're going to see. So, well, I'll, I'll jump in for you, Kyle. Maybe this will help you. But um, you know, guys, I think the thing with this team is we're going to have nights like this when we shoot the ball really well, and when we do that. We're gonna be we're gonna be a tough team. We're gonna be a tough out. You know, it's those nights when we don't shoot at a high percentage where we're really gonna obviously goes without saying we're gonna struggle. But I think defensively, this is this is kind of the the, the type of team that Schwartz wanted to build here. He he's a defensive guy. You know, he was in charge of the defense at Tennessee, Correct. so he wanted to implement that type of you know tough-minded defensive style here. And I really like what I saw tonight defensively. And, 
Um, to your point, though, Kyle, and, and whoever whoever made that point, um, I do feel like we're in a pretty good place considering the fact that you have a new staff, an entirely new team, and then you have guys like Felton and Small that really didn't play significant minutes last year. So right. you got to like where you are. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the point I was going to make earlier that I lost. Javon Small, and, I'm, and it's been made at nauseum, but I'll make it again. Nobody, you know, we, we knew he had, we had him coming back, but nobody knew he could play at the level he's played at. Yeah, and I think he actually has developed, and it's been great for the game. Like I was telling Bubba last time on our last show, last overtime, is the fact that the game for R.J. and for Felton, uh, for R.J. Felton and for Javon Small has slowed down to the point of where they're, you know, they're experienced. This is not their first rodeo, where last year was their – freshman season so they're starting to to be able to see things better and uh, be able to have I guess the confidence um, level where they're playing a lot more minutes they're getting the experience they need on the court and I think that was uh, crucial and guys uh, with this team when you look at it now uh, we desperately I'm going to be doing my Bubba pitch right now Bubba uh, we desperately need everybody there Wednesday night uh, for high point um, that yeah Eight dollars for a ticket, and High Point's a good team. We need that. Uh, that they're projected to win the Big South. Yeah, they're 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 good, and um, they're better. I think. And Bubba, you said earlier, I agree with you one thousand percent. They're way better than South Carolina. So we're gonna have to. Uh, I don't want anybody to think it's a cupcake game. And you see High Point, you go, oh, it's a like we do in football. Oh, it's a cupcake. We're gonna win this one. No, eight dollar tickets for the lower bowl. And I was telling you guys earlier that this. Uh, it's a cheaper ticket than going to the movies, and I—that's one of my favorite things—is to go to the movies. But uh, eight dollars uh, to get in is a is a cheap price, and we should be able to get uh, people in there. Yeah, I, I would. I yeah, would hope to... uh... go ahead, Bubba. No, you go. No, I was gonna say I would hope so. I would hope we would be able to uh, at least get four or five thousand in there. You know, it's. Wednesday night, it's, you know, right before Christmas, so the students aren't going to be there. That's why the lower bowl is going to be able to be sold for eight bucks. But, uh, you know, I, I would hope that we'd be able to at least get a decent crowd in there. Uh, after coming out the South Carolina win, and like you guys said, uh, high point projected to win the Big South, it ain't a cupcake at all. It's not on paper as exciting of a name as South Carolina, but potentially a better basketball team. And they are coached by G.G. Smith, the son of Tubby Smith. Um, As most folks will recall, Tubby went back there uh, a few years ago, and uh, G.G. was on his staff and and took over the reins from his father. And uh, they're off to an 8-2 and start, as I said, projected to win the Big South. And uh, with the exception of two or three games, um, they have scored – right around, I think, in excess of uh, 75 points in all but two of their 10 games thus far. So um, we talk about the Pirates defensively. Um, they'll have a tall task with the High Point Panthers on Wednesday night. Yeah, and we've got uh, – guys, this is the last non-conference game. We've got to get this game. Um, What's their most quality win so far? Give me a moment. I was looking at their schedule. Um, they're too low. By 10 to UNLV. That was at UNLV 78-68. And then they lost uh, to Queens University, who is Division One now. That and Queens is actually very good. Queens has uh, 
has a few wins that would surprise you probably, but um, they lost to Queens 87-79. They beat a good Furman team 85-82. Um, they beat North Florida 93-88. They beat Central Michigan 68-67. They beat Walford, who's been very good in recent seasons. They beat the Terriers 91-80. to uh, They have a couple of non-D1 wins. They beat Tennessee State 77-72. Um, so, I mean, it's a game that I think at home, um, if we play the way we can play, we should win, but um, we certainly can lose. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And by the way, guys, uh, with that game with Wednesday night right before Christmas, 6 o'clock tip-off, and then right after Christmas on the 28th, those of us that are going to the bowl – I don't know if we'll uh, we probably won't be back in time for that one, but uh, yeah, Temple I, that Temple game is going to be a, another eight dollar game. By the way, guys, with the students not there, so make sure that you get your tickets and uh, have fun. I was sad to see that, Dave, because um, Gabe Mikulas and I were talking about how the conference opener against Temple and um, it fell on the twenty or falls on the twenty eighth the day after the Birmingham Bowl. So I was hoping it was going to be the 29th or 30th. But I think after, after playing Temple, we travel out to Wichita. For some reason in my mind, I had it that it was on – that it was the 29th. I don't know why. And I was like, man, we're coming back. We'll be back on the 28th. I'll go to the game on the 29th with my kids. And then I looked and said, oh, I double-checked right before our show in the green room. And I hate that I – I thought I was right and I was wrong. So – uh, it won't be the last time I'm wrong, but uh, certainly I was disappointed about that. Kyle, as far as uh, as far as the action goes with this this team, and you and you know how important the conference is with the what is it, above 18 conference games. So right now with the math, and you're at eight wins, and we get if we can get nine on Wednesday night, and then you got a, a week break uh, before you start the conference, uh, be nice to. We were doing the math, and Bubba, right now, if we could get. Uh, even eight wins that's uh that's the magical number of 16 like we had last year so nine nine if you win half your conference games then you would be one game better than last year yep um as you say eight and four time being um if you can take care of business against high point nine and four going into league play 18 18 games uh if, if you win if you go if you went uh, seven eleven, seven. if you if you went seven eleven in league play, which would be the best East Carolina has ever done in the American, yeah. uh, you, you would be sixteen and fifteen going into the tournament, need, needing a win in the tournament to guarantee a winning season. So certainly uh, doable. And what is six wins? Is that the most we've had, Bubba, off the top of my head? Yes, yeah, so we we've won six twice. We won six under Lebo. We won six last year. I we went six and eleven last year. So uh, that would be a, a new record as far as conference wins. So just to get seven out of we, – we can do seven out of 18. I, I think so. So uh, one step at a time, I know, right? Uh, hey, Matt, uh, that's uh, uh, it's definitely a feat that we can do for sure. No doubt about it, guys. And especially when you're playing at home, you know, what I really like today is we got off to that fast start. You know, so many times this season with this team, they get off to a slow start. And they're, they're clawing back in. I really liked how they get off to a fast start. And if we can do that at home, try to get the crowd involved a little bit, 
you know, make it a tough and a tough environment for the opponent, especially in conference play. So, you know, hopefully we see some more of that. No doubt about it. You guys, I know that we, uh, we're almost at a 30 minute mark. Do you have anything before we go? Yeah, we have some comments here on Craig Doucette chiming in, had to jump back in side note. The weather in Birmingham is not warm. Yep. Also, uh, a former Pirate pitcher, John White, uh, tuning in on YouTube, says we need to get better on the boards, as we discussed earlier, too many offensive rebounds for South Carolina. But uh, it was great to see a tough win away from home. Um, and then Johnny Robertson chiming in on Facebook saying through the first 10 games, and uh, this actually surprised me because we'd had some games where we shot the ball well. He's, but he says that we, we never shot – over 50% in a game, but during the last two that we did shoot 50%, today we're 22 out of 44. He said also this is the first time that the Pirates have had more than 18 combined steals in back-to-back -back games. Wow. And we got the dub and 3-1 uh, and one on a 9 on a neutral site, so it's, uh, it is technically a road win. I know um, even though it's a neutral site, it's not like uh, when we played at Wilmington, but still, guys, uh, to beat but to beat South Carolina in South Carolina, that was still a home game for them. I mean, compared to, to us, uh, that's what five, five and a half hours, Bubba, from Greenville, North Carolina. I think Jeff Charles said today to Greenville, South Carolina. Um, yeah, I will say there. this, uh, and I'm certainly I'm not <laughs> bashing South Carolina's fan base by any means because. You know, Lord knows if we were playing in Raleigh, who knows? Um, we may have had a decent number show up, but we may have had about what South Carolina had in attendance there today. And I know they were five and five. Um, they had beaten Clemson, and um, they had 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 their ups and downs uh, throughout the first ten games, no doubt. But I was still a little surprised, even though we're here, you know, eight days out from Christmas and people doing holiday shopping, et cetera, et cetera. I would have thought that South Carolina would have had at least you know, four or 5,000 people there uh, uh, hundred miles up the road. And obviously it's not like everybody's just in Columbia. They got a decent number of alums and fans in the Greenville area and the upstate area, but um, pretty sparse <clears throat> crowd. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how Clemson fans showed up tonight. And obviously they're much closer than Columbia. But, uh, uh, the thing that surprised me most because I did think we battled the crowd more than what we did. And um, to our credit, we kept the fans were there for the Gamecocks out of the game. by, And we led from from tip to the final buzzer. And they, they did get into it a little bit and get the Gamecocks cheer uh, going there when they got it down to six points a couple times. But then it was great listening on the radio towards the end there, guys, to hear purple gold. You know, that was fantastic. Yeah, it didn't last long, but uh, it was good to hear the purple gold chant for sure. I heard that the – hey, Baba, I heard that the South Carolina – there was a tug of war at some point during intermission or in halftime or something, and the South Carolina fans beat the East Carolina fans. They should have got you and Gabe out there. I bet you all would have won. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, and they had a, had a two-on-two tug-of-war and then also did a little halftime shootout where I think they played best two out of three with tic-tac-toe where they just had to simply dribble down and make a make a layup and uh, and then come back and, you know, place their X or O 
on the board, and then whoever won that had the opportunity for the half court shot to to win ten grand. Uh, so the guy won it, and or excuse me, won the tic tac toe over his female counterpart, and then uh, the half court shot was online, but uh, too long. It hit the the top of the backboard. Can we find out who lost the tug of war for East Carolina? Because they're they're certainly not above criticism uh, from this show, guys. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. We got to find that out. They, I, Bubba, Bubba, and Gabe would have would have probably kicked ass. I, that, that was just bad picking. Hey, man. Hey, that hey, hey, Kyle. It's like back in the day with the Road Warriors. Um, it's a shame we couldn't have unleashed the Road Warriors on those South Carolina folks today. So. Oh, what a rush! One of my favorite tag teams of all time, but I thought they were so cool. Um, but anyway, uh, what a great win and just really excited about uh, the basketball season. We have a great win again, a great win tonight. Hopefully breeds to uh, big attendance on Wednesday night. Get your tickets at ecupirates.com. Only $8, folks. Come on. And uh, a lot of churches like mine, we don't have Wednesday night service right now because of Christmas until January. So no excuse um, not to be able to go out and see a great game. It's funny you talk about Wednesday yeah. night service. Let's get those. Ye- Wait, God. All I was got- go ahead, Bubba. But what I had, what I had, what I was going to talk about was just it wasn't relevant to basketball. It was just going to be a comment on something uh, Dave said about that my mom. Yeah, was I was just what Dave said relative uh, to churches throughout eastern north carolina specifically there in the greater greenville area you know washington etc uh yeah youth youth group leaders and especially those that are pirates but hey even if you're not a pirate you know take your youth group out to mingy's some cheap entertainment and pirates are playing good basketball uh, so uh you can uh, take take your uh, kids out there and uh, sit and see some uh Quality quality hoops and uh, you know and enjoy two or three hours together. So hopefully that's something um, that we'll we'll see and throughout the entire season, but especially here through the holidays when the students are on break. No doubt about it, guys. Don't forget to uh, want to remind everybody Monday night we have a big show at seven o'clock as we have Mark Meadows, executive director of the Birmingham Bowl. He's going to be on with us, so uh, that's going to be great. We've got a lot of great programming coming up. And the next uh, couple weeks is going to be very busy between football and basketball. Get your, uh, by the way, get your baseball tickets. They only have jungle tickets left. If you want to go to a baseball game or season tickets, uh, get in touch with the ticket office. Again, just go to ecpirates.com or call 1-800-DAL-ECU. And as I was telling Kyle early, um, early in their surprise, football tickets will go on sale in February. So get ready for that, Bubba. And if you have baseball season tickets in the past in the grandstand, just to clarify what Dave was saying there, then you you have until right there after the new year to renew those and retain them. But make sure you do so, especially you know if you're someone who ha- has not had them for long, uh, make sure you go ahead and do that because there are plenty of people that I'm sure would love to claim a spot uh, in the grandstand. I slipped up and missed last year, and I, I had good seats, as you guys remember, at third base. And now I've got to fight my way back. So um, I like the jungle. I'm just going to have to be with our friends in left field, I think, and I'll have a much better time. But anyway, great. The jungle is a great atmosphere. I, I, I enjoy it. But 
uh, we'll see how that works out. Guys, do you have anything before we go? You guys ever just, just have a memory that comes in your head when somebody mentions something and you think of something that could have been done oh, and, and, you, and you think, should you say it? And then you and then you censor yourself. I just had one of those moments. I'll tell you guys off there. Okay, <laughs> Kyle, Kyle. I think that this sounds good, and I think this should be for the air. No, not in twenty twenty two. Kyle, this is a first, man. Like you're not one to censor yourself. What's going on? It's got to be good. It's not. It's not foul language. It's something that that would have flown 10, 20 years ago that might not fly today. So I'll tell you guys off there. Okay. Uh, all right, Craig, we'll have to, you'll have to join our group text, I guess, uh, Craig, to find out. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, Pirates get a big win, 64-56 in Greenville, South Carolina, over the Gamecocks of USC of South Carolina. And uh, appreciate all the guys being here. Appreciate everybody listening and watching. You've been watching Pirate Basketball Overtime right here on the Sports Objective. Good night, everybody. And as always, go Pirates. To the island, man, it's crazy in here. A whole sea of purple and gold waving in here. Keep a plank for the shark tank, traders beware, because we got a whole bunch of body sailors in here. You're watching the Sports Objective, the podcast for pirates. Like and follow our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube channel. As always, we appreciate you listening to the show, and go pirates!